whiskey. I thought how she'd made him look small. From the lights of the bar room to a rented hotel room, we walked without talking at all. She was a beauty, but when she came to me, she must have thought I'd lost my mind. I couldn't hold her, the words that he told her kept coming back time after time. Ghoulish day to you all. Thank you so much for stopping by, making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those haunting tunes are courtesy of the lovely Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. This episode takes us to good old Arizona and Flagstaff. For a long time, many have considered the Hotel Monte Vista one of the most haunted locations in Arizona. And I, it's no secret. I absolutely love Arizona. You have so much going on there. So many neat towns that are just absolutely overflowing with haunts, spectral residents, and paranormal activity, such as, of course, Tombstone, Jerome, Tucson, Bisbee, and just so many other phenomenal locations. The Hotel Monte Vista also known as the Monte Vista Lounge or the Monte V, was built in 1927, conveniently located on Route 66. Before this, there really wasn't a place for someone to ah, relax, take a break from the road, lay their little heads down. Originally, when opened, it was called the Community Hotel. <laughs> Kind of boring, right? Hey, let's go to the community hotel. I don't think so. The locals thought it was pretty boring too. So they conducted a contest and a 12-year-old girl actually won. She got to choose the name. She suggested Monte Vista, meaning Mountain View. There's a small town in Colorado called Monte Vista. And kind of like Del Norte, it's like Del Norte, right? That's how you say it. But the locals, a lot of them will say Del Norte. And Monte Vista, it's like Monte. I, I hear a lot of people go, I'm going to go to Monte, or I'm going to go to Monte. They, they, it's like sometimes you don't even hear the T. So <laughs> if you hear me say Monte instead, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, part of an area where I've lived many years and where I still have family. So anyways, just thought I would throw it out there. But yeah, this 12-year-old girl won the contest. And I thought that was kind of cool. And that's what it remains to this very day, the Monte Vista. Fun fact, for several years, the Hotel Monte Vista was the tallest building in Flagstaff. The Monte Vista is one of the few remaining Spanish colonial style buildings here in Flagstaff. And in the early 30s, not too long after opening, the cocktail lounge was used as a speakeasy during the Prohibition. And it was, of course, raided by the police and shut down, closing down in 1931. And it damn well would remain closed down until two years later when it finally reopened its doors. But during the time that they were shut down, people walking by or that were in that general area, per se, would still hear mysterious sounds coming from within the speakeasy, as if the party was still kind of going on. So, 
Tunnels, they were dug underneath the streets of Flagstaff, built by the town's Chinese workers. Several businesses, including the Hotel Monte Vista, have access to this tunnel system. Mainly this system was used for storage and piping, deliveries, usage during bad weather, and what have you, right? But it was also used for opium dens, kind of like in Tombstone, moonshine distilleries, smuggling illegal drugs and alcohol for the speakeasy, the gambler's paradise, and much more. Those tunnels are obviously still around to this very day and used. In 1929, a radio broadcaster named Mary Costigan, who's the second woman in the world to be granted a radio broadcasting license, set up her station right here in the hotel. 400 residents and locals and fans showed up for her first broadcast, and she did a three-hour show every single day. Pretty neat stuff. Little chunk of history right there for you. And between 1935 to 1940, the Hotel Monte Vista offered slot machines to their clientele, the only ones available in Flagstaff history. Many movies, westerns in general, were being filmed out in the beautiful Arizona. So besides those that who, you know, would come to visit, so many celebrities were here and stayed here while filming. In fact, every room here is named after a famous person who stayed there. Some of the famous includes Clark Gable, Humphrey Bogart, Debbie Reynolds, Freddie Mercury, and the rest of the fellas from Queen, Bob Hope, and two of my favorites, John Wayne and Robert England. 310 is Robert England's room, and on the door is an autographed picture of him in full Freddy Krueger mode, of course, and he wrote, where the hell is room service? (laughs) Oh boy, gotta love it. We will hear more about the Duke in a short while as he plays an important role with the paranormal history here. Speaking of movies earlier on, part of Casablanca was actually filmed here as well. Now... (laughs) This location has a lot going on when it comes to the paranormal. So buckle up, my friends. Things are about to get extremely spooky really quick. Like many haunted locations around the world, this one has been featured on some paranormal TV shows. One of my favorite, of course, is Unsolved Mysteries. But not too long ago, Portals to Hell filmed an episode here where Jack and Katrina, they investigate the area. They get a plethora of evidence here, including good old EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon, my friends, Mm -hmm. seeing shadowy figures, hearing footsteps, and so much more. The duo became interested in this particular location after a video of a chair moving on its own was released and quickly went viral. Jack admits, I don't think I've been as scared as I had been tonight in an investigation in quite a while. One of the earliest sightings of a ghost here comes from... Get down off them horses. I don't favor looking up to the likes of you. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Marion Robert Morrison. 
better known as John Wayne. He was the first to see the phantom bellboy that is so well known in this place today. He lets staff know that he saw the apparition, and ever since then, others have reported seeing him too. He was staying here while filming one of his phenomenal westerns, and he reported that he had seen this spirit more than once, for he had come at another time and requested to stay in the same room and saw the phantom bellboy again. The Duke says that the spirit was very friendly, it wasn't a scary experience, and that he simply didn't feel threatened at all. I think it would take more than a spirit <laughs> to threaten my boy. So he's in his room, he's just chilling, doing whatever the Duke does, when suddenly... Knock, knock, knock. A man's voice is heard. Room service. He opens the door to find not a single person around. Other times he's actually seen the apparition. As mentioned earlier, many have had encounters with the bellboy. Most report the same thing. A knock, a call out for room service, and either the person looks out the people to see no one, or occasionally they will see him down the hall. Many times he's seen in and around room 210. And for those who do see him, the description is always the same. He's wearing an old-fashioned red jacket. He has brass buttons and what have you. The Phantom Bellboy is not the only resident spirit who calls the Hotel Monte Vista their eternal home. Several guests and staff have seen the apparition of what looks to be an elevator attendant. The elevator, mind you, is self-serve, but that certainly doesn't stop the friendly spirit from lending a helping hand. Always polite, asking, which floor? People have also seen a phantom hand closing the elevator gate. While guests have seen him, more often it's the staff that has encounters, especially the housekeeping department. While the red light district is a stone's throw away, it wasn't a rare thing to have soiled dubs frequenting places like the Hotel Monta Vista in the 1930s and into the 40s. Two prostitutes found a couple of Johns and went back to the hotel to do what it is that ladies of the night do with their clients. And as they enter room 306, what's now known as the Gary Cooper room, no red flags are up. No stranger danger feelings. This is their job. They've dealt with many types of men. Things are going somewhat normal. Well, I don't know. Sometime during the night, something sinister takes place. Whether it was an argument about settling up on money. Give me my money. Or something else. It got physical and the two women were beaten and attacked and thrown out the hotel's third story window. To my knowledge, the two Johns turned murderers were never identified nor apprehended. Staff and guests alike have seen the apparitions of these two murdered soiled doves. Usually they are seen on the third floor where their lives were so suddenly and viciously taken. They've also been seen around the pool area and the hotel's lounge. People who stay in this room, that being 306 of course, they've experienced very strange happenings. Especially men. Many a times men will report to the front desk that they will be in bed sleeping only to be awoken with the terrifying feeling that they are being suffocated, feeling hands on their throat and over their mouth. Usually sleep is impossible for the victim after such an event. 
And I've had that feeling of suffocation. It's not fun. It's horrible. Oh, I just, I can't, I don't even know how to describe it. Some of the people will wake up from the sensation of being suffocated to actually see two apparitions of the females. It is obvious that these spirits are very, very angry when it comes to men. They are aggressive and they can get pretty physical. So maybe if you're a man and staying here and not interested in the paranormal, nor enjoy being strangled, suffocated, or a masochist, don't stay in room 306. Access denied. Besides guests coming and staying for a day or two, they also had some longtime residents, such as the case with a man who lived in room 220. His apparition has been seen here many a times. He was a bit on the eccentric side. One thing he would often do was hang raw meat on the room's chandelier. Why? I don't know. I have no clue. He was known for doing this in life. He was known as the Meat Man. Very appropriate nickname. And in death, he does the same thing. To the hotel guest's horror, some have actually seen his spirit, his apparition, in their room doing just that. Hanging raw meat. In the early 1980s, housekeeping enters room 220 to find that their long-term guest, the Meat Man, has died. The coroner determines that the Meat Man has been deceased for about three days. Not too long after his death, a maintenance man enters room 220 to work on some repairs. Nothing eventful occurs while he's hard at work. He completes his tasks, turns the lights off, locks up, and calls it a day and leaves. Shortly afterwards, he discovers, Ah, shit. I left a tool in the room. Yeah. So he starts to head back. Well, on his arrival, he hears a TV blasting. It must be a neighboring room, right? Well, he unlocks the door. And <laughs> lo and behold, the lights are on. The TV is on at the highest volume possible. The sheets are torn and scattered, littering the room's floor. What the hell's going on here? When he left just moments earlier, the lights were off. He turned those bad boys off himself. The bed was neatly made, for room service had already been there. The TV was off, and the floor was free of any sort of debris. The room, it was in perfect order. He simply could not explain what happened, or how it happened. So... Besides seeing his apparition, there are other things people who stay in 220 have experienced and encountered. Waking up in the middle of the night to hear pacing at the foot of the bed, back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. Sheets all crinkled up and in a mess when it was clearly made earlier. The TV will turn on by itself, and as mentioned, the volume's up to the very highest setting. And probably the most disturbing is that some have heard a man coughing. <coughs> then usually right after this, they smell that distinct smell of raw meat. And actually, in most recent reports, people have actually experienced feeling cold hands touching them while they sleep in this room. A while back, Unsolved Mysteries did a segment on the hotel, Monte Vista. Its main focus was about an elderly woman and her rocking chair. Like the meat man, the elderly woman was a longtime resident from the 40s and into the early 50s. She called room 305 her room. 
This old lady would spend endless hours at her rocking chair, just staring out the window. Many believe that she was perhaps waiting for her son or maybe her husband to come home from the war. No one really knows for certain. Maybe she was not waiting for anyone and she just really, you know, enjoyed sitting in her rocking chair and looking outside at the scenery. Well, one day a woman with housekeeping, housekeeping, comes in to clean the room, only to find that the lady has passed away. Full rigor had set in for her body was cold and stiff. And it's not much of a shocker that she indeed spent her final moments on that loyal rocking chair of hers, eyes wide open, eternally looking out the window. And I mean it, for she remains here in this room, her room. Since her death, people who have stayed in her room have reported strange happenings. Many reports are about people entering their locked rooms only to find an elderly woman rocking in the rocking chair, looking out window, rocking ever so gently back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. When the confused guests approach her ever so cautiously, she vanishes into thin air. Others will wake up to the sounds of the rocking chair rocking. And it's not rare for someone to report hearing knocking sounds coming from within the closet. And it's not just the guests. Staff get plenty of interaction with this active spirit as well. While in the rocking chair room, that is 305, also known as the Bon Jovi room, they will be doing their cleaning tasks, and in the process, the rocker gets moved to where it needs to be. The next morning, it's back at the window, and it should be mentioned that while they're hard at work cleaning, the rocking chair moves on its own by itself almost the entire time. They are used to it these days. Just another resident here at the Hotel Monte Vista. I believe it's in this room that they no longer allow guests with dogs. They tear the room up. They act bizarre and quite erratically. They bark uncontrollably. And many report that their dog is running, as if running away from something. Not chasing something, but it's being chased by invisible forces. The little boy, he wanders the hall. He's anxious. He's alone. He's searching. A woman, she's up ahead. A smile appears on his little cute face. He excitedly runs up to the woman and lifts his little hand up and connects his hand to hers. The woman, she looks down to find nothing there. Many people have reported hearing a little boy whispering or laughing. When they turn around, no one is there. On the rare occasion, someone will see a transparent figure of a little boy. There's also times when people have experienced feeling a little cold hand, grasping and holding their hand. When they look down, no one's there. Now, he's allowed himself to be seen by fellow children. Perhaps he is looking for a playmate, a new friend. It's possible that the sweet little child may not even know that he has passed on to the other side. 
Sometime in the 1970s, three men robbed a nearby bank. The bank guard managed to shoot one of the robbers. The bank robbers make their escape, but they don't get very far. Even though they should have probably hauled ass out of town. I'll give you till sundown. They stopped at, you guessed it, the Hotel Monte Vista. The lounge part, actually. They wanted a beer. And I guess robbing a bank is hard work and requires a refreshing beverage afterwards. <laughs> the wounded robber bleeds to death at the bar. Many a time, staff and guests have heard a man greet them saying, Hello. Or, Good morning. Always cheerful, always friendly. Also in the lounge area, an elderly ghost couple have been seen dancing. And music is often heard, even though at the time no live band is performing. The couple is dressed in formal wear, like enjoying a night out on the town. Usually they're laughing and smiling as they are embraced in one another's arms, dancing the night away. Meanwhile, the basement has some paranormal action going on as well. Baby cries have been heard down here. Laundry and maintenance workers have reported many times hearing a baby in distress crying endlessly. I mean, just like uncontrollable crying. Like, I don't have a kid, but imagine like, I can only imagine like if a baby is getting their teeth in and have diarrhea and has a butt rash all at the same time. And just, oh my God, they just, oh no. Ah, ah. No, they just can't stop crying. No. Poor thing, right? Well, it disturbs the workers so much that they can't take any more, and they usually have to leave early just to get away from the crying baby sounds. In addition to the baby, the basement is also plagued with a shadowy figure of a man. At six feet tall, he's intimidating, menacing, and he seems to enjoy scaring delivery people and the hotel staff. Many times, this shadowy figure is seen lurking behind people. Leaving the basement and heading to the main lobby, the front desk staff deal with the phone ringing. They answer, hello, to be greeted by static and an eerie voice saying, hello, hello. Online, I found someone's experience that they shared. A family checks in. They explore the hotel for a little while. They happen to be on the third floor where the meat man lived, died, and now haunts. And they suddenly smell the distinct smell of raw meat, like like sausage. Besides the meaty phantom smell, they also saw a door open by itself. They saw a shadow dart across the hallway. And they recorded a video on their phone. And when they played that video back to watch it, they noticed the man's voice which certainly wasn't heard with their own ears. And it was close, as if he was speaking right into the phone. And yet another encounter. This one, I believe, was shared on TripAdvisor. These folks stayed in the Gary Cooper room, where they heard footsteps coming towards them. And one of the people's bags zipped up by itself. And at 3.30 in the morning, they witnessed orbs of light. And at 3.30 in the morning, they witnessed, quote, orbs of light hover around and then zoom out one of the windows. 
In room 210, the Zane Gray room, people have seen the phantom bellboy. Also, when looking out the peephole, some have seen an apparition of a woman walking by. Other strange happenings that had happened here are drinks flying off the lounge's bar, bar stools moving on their own, TVs turning on and off by themselves. Many people who enter their rooms notice that either the light bulb is completely out or unscrewed a little and beds are often found a mess after housekeeping had already been in and turned over the bed and as somebody who actually worked in housekeeping for the very haunted Windsor Hotel in Del Norte <laughs> Del Norte Colorado I could say that doing the beds is my least favorite part it was the most annoying part for me I hated doing it <laughs> I would happily pay people to actually do the beds for me, like other, you know, other co-workers in housekeeping. Not Joe Blow, who's going to stay there. Hey, sweetheart, here's a few bucks if you do the bed for me. <laughs> no, 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 but still. So I'm sure it wasn't like another, you know, person, co-worker playing a trick or something, but I don't know. So anyways, if you were planning a trip, and heading towards Flagstaff, Arizona, be sure to make a reservation and stay a night or two at the Hotel Monte Vista. You may just run into the crying baby, the little boy, the old lady in her rocking chair, the phantom bellboy, the helpful elevator attendant, maybe the bank robber, the meat man, or perhaps the prostitutes. <laughs> Wow. So many damn resident spirits here. I'd be surprised if you went there and did not see, hear, or <sighs> smell something. I know this place is on my list of places. Maybe I'll see you there. Meet me at the Monte V. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They're all pretty phenomenal. You haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry. Head on over to any of the podcast platforms such as Google Podcasts, iTunes, GeoSavin, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Podcast Republic. Basically, wherever you roam to hear your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Fargo, North Dakota, Chesterfield, Missouri, Newport, North Carolina, Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and probably going to butcher this, so I apologize in advance, Tofkirchen, Germany. You all are deeply appreciated. Seriously, you rock. Don't forget to subscribe. Throw a review my way. Have a spooky idea for an episode or a scary tale to share of your own? Toss an email my way at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week, my friends.